welcome to the Good Grief Podcast with Mike O'Connell from O'Connell Funeral Homes. Big question for all of us, is this world going to the dogs? Well, maybe. And uh, today we're discussing funeral grief therapy dogs, and we bring on Mike O'Connell. And uh, this is a topic which is somewhat new to, uh, of course, O'Connell Funeral Homes, but maybe not so uh, new to the industry. So, Mike, first of all, good morning to you. Hope you're well and staying safe. And we'll jump into good our morning, first question. Good morning, Pete. Thank you. We'll jump into our first question. Uh, what, what is a, a grief therapy dog? Well, a grief therapy dog is just um, is one form of a therapy dog. Uh, grief therapy dogs, its primary goal is to make people feel calmer. And that's exactly uh, what we need to have, you know, taken care of, if you will, when families are trying to grieve the loss of a loved one. Uh, it's, it's also called a funeral therapy dog. It's a comfort dog. It's whatever you want to call it. But I want to make sure that it's, it's differentiated from a service dog. A service dog, we've all seen them. Uh, maybe there's a dog with a veteran who suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, or there's a diabetic, and you know they can sense when their their master is low on sugar, and they go get them sugar. It's just amazing. Or I think we've all seen it with uh, you know a dog is helping a blind person navigate uh, around. And so therapy dogs itself have been around a long time. They've been through the the wars back, you know, um, they played a role there in sniffing out bombs. And so dogs are just incredible. Uh, you know, it's, it's important to understand, though, that a funeral therapy dog, a comfort dog, a grief therapy dog, it, there's no certification uh, for that. So it is different than the other uh, service dogs that do have training. I want to make sure that that's, that's put out there for respect out of those dogs and those owners that have trained them. Uh, a grief therapy dog obviously has to have the right temperament. Uh, they've got to be calm. They've got to be reassuring. Yeah, they can't be jumping up on the couch, jumping up on the people, and, and driving people crazy either. So, uh, yeah, th- this is a different type of a therapy dog without without any hesitation. And in, in the case of this type of therapy dog, it is, as you said, specifically trained for grief and dealing with uh, the different emotions that people are dealing and. You know, there's some sensing that goes on there too, as well. Um, you know, what what you know? Obviously, this is a big thing, and you got got the inspiration to do this. What gave you that inspiration to have a dog? Anyone that knows me knows I'm a huge dog lover. Um, just as anybody else, I've been through a lot of loss uh, and complicated grief. And when my brother was killed, mm-hmm. um, I just never forgot that some of the most peaceful times during that whole horrific time was just watching my dogs be a dog running around barking, chasing rabbits, chasing, you know, squirrels, whatever it may be, but they were just being a dog and it was just peaceful. It was tranquility for me. And it just, it gave me a distraction. And for me, that was just paramount. Uh, you know, I remember, I don't know how many years ago Pete was at, at the Super Bowl. Remember the commercial uh, during the halftime that you could watch puppies, uh, they had puppy cam and people just watched puppies in a little football arena for a half hour, just be puppies. And that was brilliant. Same idea. It was, brilliant. it was, it yeah. was huge marketing. Absolutely. So, now, but for me, you know, dogs are, well, dogs are just non judgmental listeners. Um, they want nothing more than to be loved, to petted and just be there for you. Um, like I said, I've been through so many stressors, whether it's just everyday work or my, my brother, my parents, 
and my dogs have just been my out. It just is amazing. So they also provide uh, a lot of health benefits, too, and other types of benefits as well. Absolutely. You know, grief therapy dogs, you know, therapy dogs in general, this isn't a new concept. Uh, they're well documented in, in medical journals and, and all of that. For us, a grief therapy dog does have countless benefits. Uh, health reasons, they lower blood pressure. They lower stress levels. They improve cardiovascular health. Um, and they improve, you know, your mood. They have huge impacts on the people they visit, whether it's in hospitals, nursing homes, hospice people, um, mm -hmm. schools. It's just amazing. Well, there's a real calming, I think, uh, feeling people have when they're when they're greeted by that unconditional love of, of, of a dog, whether it's yours or not. And, I, you know, that can't do anything but help slow the system. And you obviously have a medical background as an EMT, and you've probably seen uh, and felt uh, a lot of those benefits yourself. So why not share that with others? Absolutely. That's, that's just spot on what you just said. Uh, you know, simply put, a, a grief therapy dog is just there to offer a comforting paw to those mm -hmm. in mourning. It's not going to remove the, the uh, pain that the people are going through, but it's going to bring some calming presence that can help uh, smooth, you know, frazzled nerves, lessen anxiety, and, and you know, provide support and unconditional love that people need during that stressful time. Uh, just a, it's a subtle distraction from the person's grief. Again, I want to make sure I'm not, you know, leading anybody on that it's going to take their grief away. It is not. It's going to help soften it. Um, so so t talk a little bit about the Institution of Health and uh, what's been well documented in their history, and, and, and they're finding a lot in the medical studies as well. Absolutely. They just have a natural talent for making people at ease. Uh, petting a dog. Now, I'm not making this up, Pete. This is documented um, in the National Institute of Health, that petting a dog has, has known physiological effects. Namely, it increases a person's mood, boosting serotonin and dopamine levels. It lowers stress cortisol levels. Now, you think, what does that mean? Well, serotonin is a, it's a neurotransmitter and a hormone. So I don't mean to get scientific on you, but it's a neurotransmitter and a hormone. And that helps uh, the mood and fight depression. Cortisol, on the other hand, is a hormone that's created as a result of danger or stress. You know, the old fight and flight. Boom, your cortisol goes way up. So high levels of that can be unhealthy. You know, our, our, just out of comparison, our lowest levels are when we're sleeping, which makes great sense because we're not right, you know, in that fight or flight. We're relaxed. So a dog can increase serotonin, which helps the mood, and it also can help decrease cortisol, which is that fight and flight hormone. So the presence of a grief therapy dog uh, can even be more helpful for children who need special comforting in, in what is uh, often a confusing and emotionally difficult situation. Uh, kids are more likely to talk to a dog than they are an adult. Now that sounds crazy, but it's true. And um, so it helps process their feelings. Well, I think there's a word that comes up with kids and, and, and talking with dogs. It's it's trust, and uh, I think that's uh, one of the unwritten's that we're speaking about, and that that speaks volumes. And then when when you take that, and, and you look at at you know what you've got going. So Finnegan's plan, what is it? 
Uh, does he live at the funeral home? Uh, will he just be walking around during visitation or funerals? How was how Finnegan and Finnegan's plan implemented? Do they get a choice, or, or, or will it be at every funeral and visitation? How, how is that going to play out with what you're planning on doing? Sure. I'm going to go back for a second, too, Pete, on that. When we talk about kids, you talked about my inspiration, but really the motivation behind it was for kids. Um, adults, too, um, it's great. But for kids, you know, I always tell the story about when I was growing up, I think I was 10. Uh, my brother Dan was on the ambulance and I remember his beeper going off at the time and he ran out of the house. My mom started crying and my dad came home quickly, swooped me up and brought me to a neighbor's house. And I didn't know what was going on. I just knew there was a high level of stress going on. And if the old thing is children should be seen and not heard. So a lot oh. of times kids were were kids at arm, arm's length of grief. And what had happened was, is both my brother and my mom recognized the address being my grandpa. And my grandpa had a sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, he had died, but they thought, you know, bring me to the neighbors and, you know, don't have them see any of this. So that's how much things have changed. Now we want kids. Kids need to be part of this process. We have a kid's room at the funeral home. And so our our industry, if you will, has become educated. You know, we've, we've come a long way from 30 years ago. And so now uh, kids, we plan events around how kids would, would deal with their process of grief. And so this plays a huge role really in the kids being part of this. It's something that we can't take away from them. And so let's teach them. Let's teach them how to grieve. So I just want to make sure I, I emphasize that. As far as Finnegan, you know, Finnegan isn't get trained with all because of the COVID stuff. We haven't been able to have a formal training with him. We've been doing trainings and he's, he's coming along great. Uh, he's a knucklehead, but he just come along yeah. great and he's just a good dog. Um, he lives at home with us and we have another uh, English setter, uh, Maisie. Um, we had two dogs. Unfortunately, uh, a couple weeks ago, we had to put Beckett down and Man, talk about it again. So um, for Finnegan, here's one of his first clients. It's me. Uh, losing Beckett was, was horrible. Um, you know, they're just unconditional love and, and with a pet. And so it's hard. But he lives at home with us. And, you know, he's not going to be, people think he's just going to live at the funeral home. He's not. Uh, he's not walking around at visitations or funerals. That's not going to happen. Families get to choose. So the level of participation for a grief therapy dog is always up to the family. It's free service. It's just like anything else we offer, whether it be visitations or whether it be videos or music or that. Finnegan is another resource, another tool to go and use against grief. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, Finnegan is going to be there uh, if needed and requested. And so when he's requested, he's not going to be running loose and jumping up on people or, you know, thinking this is a great time. He's got a job to do. He's trained to do that job. And that's to come in and offer comfort. He's going to be, you know, the doc, the kids can pet him. The adults, you know, it's funny. We, we've used him a couple times already, mm-hmm. even though he hasn't been trained. We brought him in because we had two young ladies uh, that were moms um, in their 30s and 40s with young kids. And he came in. It was amazing to see the kids just lit up like a Christmas tree. And guess who was right behind them coming over, asking if they can pet them too, their parents. And so 
you can see it in their eyes, Pete, that it just, it just all of a sudden drops that level of stress just a notch. And for the kids, it worked out exactly how it was supposed to. You bring the dog in just to alleviate some of that stress and, and apprehension. Understand that kids, they're going to have two big things. It's their safety and their security when there's a huge loss. They can feel it, and, and that's what happened to me when I was young. I was violated on that because my security, I was taken out of the house. I knew something was bad going on, and I'm put with you know relatively strangers. So for kids, that safety and security is is kind of dealt with. They get acclimated to their surroundings. That apprehension gets knocked down and softens everything. And when Finnegan is done, then they can, you know, be with family and process that grief and be with that because you cannot, that can't be, um, you know, uh, subbed out. It's got to be there. They've got to, they've got to experience it with their family. Kids are watching the adults because, you know, when you're born, you're not, it's not an inherited, uh, you know, feelings or process you watch the adults. You're looking up, they're laughing, they're crying, they're screaming, they're yelling, they're whispering, they're watching everything. So they're sponges. They're just taking it all in. And that's how we teach our kids how to grieve. So you cannot substitute it. It's got to be part of it. So Finnegan just gets them kind of that next step ready for. So you've you've been able to see real-time results with this, uh, even though uh, Finnegan hasn't even been fully trained yet. I mean, just bringing in uh, a dog has made a huge difference. And, I mean, you're getting real-time results. Have you received any feedback from people in that regard? Yeah, they loved it. It was perfect. Uh, you know, again, it was about 15 minutes. So it wasn't, you know, all day or uh, it was 15 minutes. And then I said, it's time. And the parents agreed that now it's time for them to segue and be with their parents and go up and that both of them had viewings. And so they could see their loved one and say goodbye. But it just helped mm-hmm. soften that a little bit. Uh, that's absolutely brilliant. And uh, in, in terms of uh, availability and, and, and how this works, do, do people need to request or uh, how does that work with your funeral home? Yeah, and we'll go over that during the arrangements that, again, he's just not roaming around. Um, If a family would like him to come in, we'll bring him in. He'll be on a leash. He'll perform his duties. And then after that, we'll remove him from the room. So, yeah, the families, um, they get to dictate this every step. And whatever level of participation that Finnegan will have in it, they dictate it. So that level of participation, could that be between uh, a visitation only or a funeral or a mixture of both? What's, what's, what do you think the rollout of that would look like? I think it can be a mixture of everything. So whether it be at a visitation, whether it be at the funeral or a graveside, the only thing that I can't dictate is, you know, outside of our building or services, I can't say that, you know, Finnegan's going to be allowed to go to a church or something like that. I think the pastors would, if it was agreeable, uh, I think they'd be very much open to it, but um, anything that is meaningful or helpful and healing, um, we're all for it. And that's our job to make sure we give that option, and as a professional, to guide them on what would be suggested. 
So is that is that available? So I, I come to, uh, you know, we meet with you and, you know, we're doing our planning and things like that. That's available now as we speak, obviously, because you've had Finnegan in front of people. So that could be requested immediately, correct? It could. It, it could. Uh, again, he's not fully trained, but the nicety of Finnegan is he doesn't have to be necessarily. He has to sit and be petted and love the, love the people up, and he excels at that. Boy, that's fantastic stuff. Anything else you want to add to this, Mike, or do you feel like we've uh, we've covered the topic of uh, what funeral grief therapy with dogs is like? No, I'm, I'm really looking forward. Just It's another avenue for us to process and teach on grief and healing. So I'm, I'm excited about it, and especially for me, I love pets. So this just plays into my wheelhouse completely. Uh, you know, I expect him to be in nursing homes. I expect him to be out in the public with me doing speeches and talks about grief. And so, yeah, he's going to, he's going to be a great, great asset to our, to our services that we provide. Well, I think it's really important to note that uh, through the course of the podcast that we've been releasing and putting out that the things that you do as a funeral home go mm-hmm. way beyond the services rendered for someone who needs to plan a funeral and all the things that go into that. It goes into the grief and it goes into the overall health of the the living that are a part of of what's happening and this is just another great extension of what you can get from o'connell funeral homes and uh i i i'm thoroughly impressed each month i find something new that you're doing as far as community outreach or touching people around you and i think it's a value that you don't necessarily get at at a lot of funeral homes you know sometimes they're so just getting get out and you, you kind of have to deal with it. So it, it's it's a layer to you and your your business that I think everybody needs to know more about. It's a simple philosophy that mm-hmm. my, that my parents um, founded is just treat others the way you'd want to be treated. And mm-hmm. so we are going to guide families professionally, but also personally. We've been down this road in different forms. And so if we can offer something that's helpful, we're all there. That's fantastic stuff. This has been Good Grief. O'ConnellFuneralHomes.com is the website to check it out. We appreciate your joining us here on today's program, and we'll have another one coming up for you in May. Mike, uh, be well. and st- Well, it is May. I'm sorry. In June. <laughs> in June. All of the shelter in place, it's become one big day, hasn't it? Well, didn't you get my Mayflowers? No, they didn't. They didn't oh. get delivered. They, they, I'm still waiting. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So how that about, about ProFlowers.com? That would have been proflowers.com because they never come on time. So always use your local florist. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And obviously a great funeral home like yours. So we'll be back in June with another one. You take care, be safe, be well, and uh, uh, bless you in all of your uh, walks of like life. Thanks once again, Mike, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you. And everybody out there, yes, be careful and, and safe during this time. And we look forward to when we get to the part where we can actually do funerals like we used to. We're just waiting. So God bless everyone. That's going to do it for today's show. So long, everybody.